This episode of After the Show is brought to you by Odyssey. Odyssey are makers of headphones for gamers and audiophiles alike. You can check them out on www.audeze.com. That's www.audeze.com. You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Hello and welcome to the show. That was a long 20 seconds. Sit Talk, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks very much. I'm trying to be upbeat. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Is see. that upbeat? Well, it's kind of yelling, I guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's like forced positivity. Yay. Yay. It's a bit like um, like what Kermit does in The Muppet Show. Yay. So now you're comparing yourself to Kermit the Frog in terms of being a positive influence in Correct. people's lives. Okay. Okay. Do you remember that, everybody? Kermit over here. And I'm doing this <laughs> podcast sitting on the edge of one of my stairs. <laughs> oh, that was baby Kermit. I know. So cute. Or whatever. It wasn't Kermit, right? It was his nephew, right? Nephew of Kermit. Quiz. What's his name? Bermit. Oh. Spermit. <laughs> Termite. Termit. I'm pretty sure it's not sperm it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Little okay, so the before the after the show discussion wasn't this. Baby this Kermit. is brand new. He just made this up on the fly. Get it? Frog. Fly. Don't get it. Frogs eat flies. Don't get that. Somebody will. So the before the after the show discussion was basically not much at all. I was we're, looking up we're a talking movie. about this film, actually. Yeah. That, that was, was it. it. That was it. All right, so it is Saturday, November the 21st. This is After the Show. We're a movie review podcast. We're going to look at a movie for you. 660 is the number of this podcast. Wow, we've done a lot of podcasts. Uh, yeah. Collect the set, right? Yeah. What are you saying? You want us to be able to marathon that whole thing? I actually have the whole set in a folder. It's about 30 gig altogether. Dang. So um, the movie we're looking at this week is Train to Busan Presents Peninsula or a.k.a. Train to Busan 2. And this is a 2020 release. It's released on Blu-ray this upcoming week. This week, you're listening to this, if you're listening to this when I put it out. November the 24th, it'll be available. It's from Wellgo USA. It's rated R. And... um. We saw the original. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get into. Well, you give us a synopsis, and I'll give you the. one I feel off like the we box. should have watched the original again. It's really good, but I should have watched it again just to. Even though this, you don't need to. No, you don't need to. But no. it would have been nice to just refresh. You know. All right. So uh, give us a synopsis, and then I'll give you the one off the box. We actually have the box. We have a disc this week. Um, synopsis is. Uh, Continued zombiness happening in uh, Korea. All right. This one says, the box (laughs) says, Four years after South Korea's decimation in Train to Busan, a former soldier returns to the peninsula on a secret mission. When his team encounters survivors, 
Their lives will depend on whether the best or worst of human nature prevails. Yeah. Continued zombiness. <laughs> <laughs> Always have the issue of evil people or not evil people. So um, let's... Uh, up front here with this, uh, we watched the 4K release uh, on disc, and you can actually um, you can watch it with a dubbed version, or you can watch it with a subtitled version, or you can watch it with subtitles and dubbed at the same time. How about that? We watched the dubbed version, which we never do, but today it just—I don't know—I felt like it. Yeah, and it was fine. I liked it. It um, for the first, I'd say three or four minutes, it was getting on my nerves. Because it seemed weird. Sometimes they don't... The voice actor they choose to come out of the mouth of the original actor doesn't seem like the right voice actor. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you do have to get used to it. Yeah. So it it does throw things a bit weird. But um, I'd forgot about it, to be honest. Ten minutes in, I'd forgot that we'd even done that. So you can watch it any way you like. Traditionalists can watch it in Korean with the subtitles. Oh. And we're not opposed to subtitles at all. No. We actually like them, but... <clears throat> I like know. them better, to be honest. But I was thinking this is a high action, you know, big action movie. And uh, reading the subtitles, you might miss all the action. So um, what did you think? I enjoyed it. And now, I will say, Train to Busan, because it was its own thing. I'd never really watched many Korean or even you know, subtitled horror movies before. Not a lot. It just, I was entranced. It was fantastic. Well, let me say, <clears throat> Train to Busan is actually better film all round. I don't know about that. I feel like it was. Like, I feel like it was better in all respects. But that's the thing about not watching it again. So we don't know for sure if it mm. was better or we just have the memory of it being so interesting and different. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I think has happened. But I wouldn't say this was, yeah, like you. This this is another, you know, episode in that series. But this is more of an action movie than that one was. Because that one had a lot of build-up, if you remember. Definitely. It was more emotional as well. Very emo- In fact, it was almost too emotional in parts, that one, remember? It was really heartstringy. So was this one. This one, they really tugged at your, like... This Those one. pauses when you're waiting for that hero moment, they do that about eight times. Yeah, melodramatic. I would very, say, I would very, call. very. And it, when you're watching it, you're like, wow, this is a bit over the top. Like, they're a bit, like, there's a bit too many violins playing right now, and there's a bit too much slow motion. True, true. But then you, I, I think in my mind, well, maybe that's a cultural, maybe there's a lot of things like that in that culture, you know, movie-wise. For us, it might seem a bit overdone, you know, but... Mm-hmm. But I just had to kind of go, okay, well, this movie, anyway, is, I think, more of an action movie. It, it takes from a lot of different things, doesn't it? Like, there's a bit there's a bit of Fast and the Furious, there's a bit of Mad Max, there's a bit of, um, what else? What would you say the thing in the mall was, the fighting thing? That was a bit Mad Max-y, wasn't it? Yeah. There's a bit of all kinds of mishmash of stuff, and it's trying to be, like, really large but I don't feel like it has the budget to be so large you know like oh World War Z also it reminded mm, me of yep because <laughs> it, it's very CG heavy in fact some of the CG is not actually very good is it uh, sometimes it's pretty not not good yeah I mean um, I would say sadly 
50% of the time or more, especially with the mass numbers of bodies and the moving in the streets of the vehicles. It all looks very, and we even commented that it looks very gamey. Yeah, it looks like a video game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the cars don't really apply the, the laws of physics properly sometimes. Correct. You're like, oh, hold on. A car's going 80 mile an hour and then it hits a crowd of 200 zombies and it's still going the same speed. Like it <laughs> doesn't ever slow. You know, it, there's a bit of that. So you have to like the Fast and the Furious where that does a load of crazy physics stuff. You just have to like, kind of ignore that and go, okay, this isn't being like straight up serious. It's being like a giant action movie. And uh, after I'd got over that, I was like, yeah, this isn't like the first film. This is more like its own thing. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of got into it, you know. I um, I particularly like the style of zombie in this, um, you know, set of movies. Oh, I would love to see the style of zombie in other zombie... If, if anyone's listening to this and they've never listened to me before, I'm a zombie fan. I like zombie stories of all kinds. The worst... The worst I've ever seen was Zombiever. <laughs> Zombiever. Zombiever. Is it I an didn't actual beaver? Actually, watch it. I fast. That's the only movie I believe I've ever fast forwarded through parts, and I just wanted to get through it because I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it." So everything from that to whatever you think is the highest quality of zombiness, I think Twenty Eight Days Later is one of the best. 28 days later, keep that in mind. Um, 28 weeks later was very good, too. It's all right, but then you've you've moved past the initial... Shock. Well, when you get a new version of a zombie story, like Train to Busan, or 28 Days Later, or even when we first start watching Walking Dead, or, you know, early George Romero, all the the beginning of each of their universe that they build... It's so much more interesting than as we move along. You know what I mean? So I like all of it. So just so you know, I like the crappy stuff, but I get a little bored and I get a little fed up with the laziness of just relying on the zombies being scary and all that shit. So in this one, you have the fast moving zombies. We have no explanation for what it is, what caused it. There's a brief explanation in the beginning and I think even... No real explanation in the original. A virus. Yeah, the the universe they're building of a zombie world. I kind of like to know what causes it, but in this time, this time I'm not too worried about it. Um, what they tend to rely on, though, once they've given you the initial story, like the first movie, then they just rely on that zombie thing and on the human soap opera drama that's built up because of end of the world shit, right? So you've got the bad guy who's running this encampment where they have an arena where everybody fights to the death with the uh, zombies that they've captured, right? And they're all greasy and gross and disgusting and like lowest uh, common denominator of the like, ca- um, what do you call it? Opportunists, you know, for this yeah. situation. Um, and then you have like the guy who's struggling internally because he couldn't save his sister when it began and now he's just troubled because of it and then you have the whiny ass guy who just does nothing essentially and i kept waiting for him to just get bitten but eventually you know shit takes its course but in this one though you're relying so heavily on hordes of zombies and these crazy bad guys from mad max and the drama it's not as interesting anymore no but it's but it's well done, and I really enjoy it. And there's so. some really good ideas and kind of fun imagery in it. 
I thought. Absolutely. There's a there's like a fight club, let's call it, in a mall. Um and it's just so nicely shot that it, there's water. It's nicely on. shot, but it's pretty dumb. But yeah, yeah. but I, I just lo- love the way it looked. There was like the neon lights in the water that the, they were stood in, like a pool, basically, like not a pool, but it'd been raining inside it, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just looked gorgeous, like. And then it was like a, like a, you know, throw some people in a in a thing and see if they can survive against the zombies. Uh, absolutely. Very kind of you know, um, Fight Club type deal. And then there's like there was other shots that were amazing looking. Like at the beginning, um, the very beginning, where they're on the ship, um, I thought that this movie was all going to take place on the ship, the whole thing, didn't you? Yes. I Be- thought you said even, is this now shipped to Busan yeah. or shipped to North Korea? Yeah, I thought. They, they kind of frame it that way, and I was like, okay, so we watched a movie that was all on a train, so this one's on a ship. It's Which basically you speed instantly too. felt like, oh... Yeah, a little I was, disappointing. I was a bit like, oh, really? We're just going to be on a ship. And we're going to run around a ship and zombies are on a ship. And, you know, you can imagine what that movie mm-hmm. is. But then it opens up and I was like, oh, cool. Like, they actually didn't go the low-budget ship route. This is more, you know, big. Like, they're in the middle of... Where were they exactly? Like They were going to Hong Kong. Yeah. And then they got the ship itself. But then it got rerouted back to the South pen- Korea. Yeah, so along the coast of South Korea, right? Mm-hmm. But then they drop into the city and... Well, then we know they're on the coast because our ultimate goal in this one is to get to the pier. It's very video, It's very Resident Evil. That's what I kept thinking. You know, mm-hmm. like the way a Resident Evil game is laid out. You, you're dropped here, the shit goes down, and then the ultimate thing is to get to the helicopter that's on the other side of the town. I mean, I know you like to compare things to video games, but I don't think that's the only time that kind of story is used, right? No. <laughs> but this one, um, it it had a clear mission, and it's a heist also. There's money involved. Yep, absolutely. It's all mixed in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a truck There's a truck inside the place that's got 20 million? Correct. 20 million US dollars in the back of it. And, you know... They've sent these people in there to go and get it. And they're kind of using them, aren't they, so they don't get killed. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, there's nobody going to survive in that no. deal. No, no, no. They're just sending a bunch of just nobody. poor slobs. Yeah. Now, here's another deal. We're having a social commentary because the refugees from Korea four years ago yep. end up in Hong Kong, right? These few people who survived the, the, all of it. But they are like pariah. They are, there's a social, everyone's disgusted with them. They've got the disease. They're kept in poverty, right? Yeah. Because they're outsiders, essentially. And so we've got there are two people who survived originally from Korea, now living in Hong Kong, and they just want to have a better life. So the scumbag criminals say to these people, if you go back into the hell of zombie world and the peninsula and get our money for us, we'll give you half of it. Which, of course, they're not going to give you half of it. No. Never, never, never. What's going to happen? Uh, if, if I've seen enough movies, what's going to happen is they're probably going to shoot you and have all the money. Absolutely. Yes. And Absolutely. they're just using you, basically, for the danger. They don't want to do the dangerous part. Yeah, and why was that part in English? It was like an American guy 
Yeah. Now we were listening. To, this is my question. We're listening. That's true. It's dubbed in English. So is the part where everyone's speaking English also dubbed? Uh, or is that the? Uh, that's what my point was. Was that the original dialogue from the movie? Well, it'd be the original dialogue, but because the, the words all match. But would they have had someone come and do a voiceover? I don't think so. Even for the English speakers, unless they wanted it to sound like uniform. Because our dudes even spoke English in that scene. Yeah, they did. And yet their voices never changed. But so now, one thing that pulls me out a little bit in these movies um, is how all the stereotypy characters are, that are peripherally all over the place. And I know they're also in American movies. You've got like the jock or the, you know, like all the different types. But the ones in this are like so cartoonish, right? Got like weird greaseback hair guys who are like. Yeah, very cartoony. Kind of like weird, like cartoon comic book villains as well. They're like, they twirl the mustache if they had one. And they're like really like. Their dialogue is kind of bad. Very bad, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like a really (laughs) low-end script from that respect. Don't know if that's to do with the dubbing and translating. Sometimes when you actually translate from another language to English, you can lose a lot of, like, the... I don't know, I feel like they were just pretty basic. Yeah, so there's a lot of time where you're listening to dialogue and you're like, this is actually bad dialogue. (laughs) I mean, it's really cheesy. Like, you you know the guy who comes t- uh, into the place and he's he's talking to the sleazy guy and then he says, oh, you two are together. Mm-hmm. And that whole dialogue was like, not, Un- just, not, not just the you two are together. The whole thing was like... Uncomfortable. This is like a really bad scene. Like, it's just... Yes. <laughs> it's like, I'm cringing a little bit thinking about it. But there's a lot of bad scenes like that. Now, I don't know if they're just bad scenes or there's a a weird, like, it's to do with the translation or it's to do with a cultural, a cultural thing. I don't know, but it seems shitty to me when I'm watching it. And it wasn't always like that because there were some scenes that weren't, but there was a lot of shitty, weird scenes, right? Even the girl in the car, the young girl who's really good at driving the car, there were scenes where she was talking... And it was like... A little over the top. Over the top, yeah. Over the top. Um, there's also a lot of the over the top expressions from people where they're expressing surprise or it's kind of... True. Like you're, like you're looking at a page of a comic. You know, you expect to see those little lines going on so it looks like they're running. So there's a lot of that and I don't think you can get away from that. And I don't know if Train to Busan came across that way, did it? Like, odd odd It might have. That's what I said about watching it again. So you just kind of know, you know, was it as good as I remember? Or was I just being, you know... Yeah. But this movie... Enamored with it because it was something I'd never seen before. This movie has a lot of faults, but then it's also, like, really fun. But like you said, you were bored in, like, watching a car chase that was particularly long. I'm always bored in a car chase, so that's just me. I, I liked it. It's really... It's very dumb, the car chase. <laughs> um, you have to ignore that the physics work again. It's like, you know, some things jump uh, way too high in the air. Things tip over and they don't look quite right. You know, when she's drifting around the corners, it's kind oh, of... Oh, God, like, it's really bad, yeah. It's bizarre. Like, it, 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 it's not how a car behaves at all. It just is weird. Like, it, it's like she's on a track and she's just following a track. It's really, really odd. And it's very... Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. 
you know? For sure. But yet, I kind of got over all that, and I knew, like, once I'd seen her driving, because that was the be- that was right near the beginning, and she started driving, and I was like, oh, this is a bit wacky. I didn't expect this movie to be wacky like that. And after that, anything else that was wacky, I just accepted it, <laughs> you know? Because I was like, okay, this is that kind of movie. It's kind of a B-movie, and it's kind of schlocky, is if that's the a way you A little bit, would put yeah. It. But how did you feel about the plot? How did you feel about the ending did you feel like it was a good payoff and all that sort of stuff um was there any surprises in the plot it's a bit uh no kind of dumb no surprise no (laughs) kind of kind of like they telegraphed to us that grandpa who has been surviving in the city with the granddaughters and the daughter um was maybe not mentally well yeah and he was kept talking about talking to that lady on the radio and everybody's like yeah sure grandpa sure grandpa and I was like, okay, so that's real. We're supposed to think he's crazy, but he's not. So I wasn't surprised by that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everything's telegraphed to you. Yeah. There was one little twist where I was like, oh, that guy's, that guy's worse than I thought he was. I oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Definitely. Yep, I know you're talking about. I didn't actually expect that. And that there's a moment he where he pulls... He was a real creep, that guy. Yeah. Well, that was the only one where I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking of the other guy who was really terrible. But, you know, rest of it, even the ending, super melodramatic ending with the music and the slow motion. It seems to go on forever. You know, the scene. Yep, ends, and multiple times. And multiple yeah. <laughs> running and then not running and then running. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. It's Can very we- neat, very uh, tear jerky kind of. But I wasn't tear-jerking in any way. I wasn't either. No. And you were actually invested a bit because you were like, no, don't do that. Yeah. But I don't think you was emotionally involved like that. Well, I was sad about Grandpa. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, um... I I think I like the first movie better, but I kind of like... I'll watch any zombie thing. Yep. I'm, I'm a bit like you. Yep. I'm even still watching The Walking Dead. I'm probably one of the... We're probably one of the only people out watching it, right? No, otherwise it would be cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, st- I still enjoy just like a little romp with some zombies every week. I, I, I just like it, you know? Hmm. But probably... I can actually live without uh, Walking Dead now. I'm I'm okay. It can go away, and it's totally fine. It is going away, but I do want to ride it out to the end, because we've really invested in it. You're a completist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I'm like, okay, let it go. But I mean, we've not got much of it left. And, you know, I really do want to see what they do. Yeah. Um, you know, we have been in it since the beginning of The Walking Dead. It's a long time. But, um, yeah, I'm a zombie. I do like zombies. You're um, a zombie? Danny Boyle is doing a 28 years later um, soon. Okay. Okay. Danny, don't fuck it up. 28 years later is kind of cool. Yes, very cool. I love anything that skips to the future or, you know, revisits a thing, um, you know. Yeah. Um, I was quite happy with Trainspotting 2, what Danny did, so I think he could pull off another good zombie movie as well, right? Sure. I mean, Trainspotting 2 was actually kind of quite good, wasn't it, for what it was? It made me well up at points. What about you? Yeah. I mean, so zombies are not dead is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Literally. Well, <laughs> oh no! Really? Literally, they are dead, but they're not. Technically, they're not going to stop moving. They're not. No. Depending on the universe that you follow. 
So the cast of this movie, um, it's going to be very difficult for me to uh, pronounce. Apologies to all of the people in the world who <laughs> we're going to offend by not being able to pronounce these words um, correctly. Also, it's going to be very difficult for me to know who's who also, because there's quite a lot of characters. I just put on the, the main four people, to be honest. Yeah, good idea. We've got the main guy, Dong Won Gang. He plays Young Siok. Um, he's like a heartthrobby kind of guy, mm-hmm. right? I would. He, he he looks like a Korean boy band guy. He's got like cool hair, leather jacket. Definitely, he's cool. I actually kind of liked him. And when you said, "I think we've seen him before," and said, "We," I don't think we have. But um, I I kind of liked him. He was like what he kind of ties the whole thing together for me because he's the one you're mostly definitely following, right? I kind of liked him. And then we've got. Jung Hyun Lee as Min Jung. She's the, what, the girl in the car? I'm not sure. I'm not looking at them. And I'm then Wee Lee as Uni. <laughs> Let's just say, there's a mother and there's a girl in the car who's a Fast and the Furious uh, Tokyo Drifter. She's, She's good a young at girl. It. She's good. And then there's a little girl who's, uh, we didn't mention this. She's into remote control cars and she's made like a cool remote control car. <laughs> That can distract zombies. Very cool. The one with the like lights and noises on it. So that's an interesting thing I've never seen in a zombie movie. I mean, it's logical. If we all know they're dumb enough to follow yeah. sounds around. I also liked the use of flares in this movie as a distraction technique. Like massive amounts of flares. Yeah. They fire like flares out of a window of a car and there's like, you know, 10 flares at once. And they all hit the road like burning and the zombies go running towards them. And then they use like lights on top of trucks that didn't last very long because the guy is like, hmm, lights on top of trucks, just shoot the lights, right? Yep. We had we had a bit of that. <laughs> then we had uh, Grandpa, who, who was a high Hyun Kwan. Grandpa was very over the top actor. Grandpa was very over the top, yes. He was kind of old school, um, sort of like Jerry Lewis acting. That's exactly what I thought. Three Stooges. It was a bit like, like yeah, that. yeah. But again, is it a cultural thing? Is that kind of character? I don't think so. We have there's people in Western movies who act that way too. There is, mm-hmm. like Adam Sandler. A little goofiness here and there, yeah. Um, directed by the guy who directed the original, Sang Hyo Yon, and I, I could see what he was going for, like. The original does have some major action scenes, if you remember. It has, like, zombies hanging on the back of a train. And you've never seen that visual before. You remember that? Like, it's like... Yes. It's like a trail of zombies just hanging on. <laughs> hanging on to each other. So, I can see what he was going for here. And he was trying to amp the whole thing up so it was, like, some huge... You Correct. Know, Fast and the Furious slash Mad Max slash whatever. He was trying to be really large... But I don't think the budget kind of contained it because, you know, that entire... I would doubt very much that there was real cars involved in that car chase. They all looked phony, right? Oh, yeah. They totally looked CGI. Um, So while it doesn't look awful, the way the cars move is often very hard to understand. You're like, ah. Agree. So... I I mean, I didn't go, ah. But yes, I agree. The game... uh, The game... I'm calling it a game. The um, movie looked very good, though. Like, the actual... the It takes place at night most of the time, but there's never a time you can't see anything. 
right? It's very well True. lit. There's really cool neon. If I Game of Thrones you, was still on, I would say take a lesson. And if X Files was still on, I'd say take a lesson. Yeah, it's not like you're squinting to see what I, what is going on. It's it could be really dark, and you're like, okay, I get every single detail here. The the whole thing's resolved well. It look it looks really good the entire time. In fact, when it is in daylight, it looks amazing. Like there's um, what did I say to you? HDR is a thing that they mention on the front of the box here. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that. The, the sky was very bright, whereas the, you know, there's like parts of the image that are brighter than others. They were doing that thing, and it makes it look really intense, especially with the neons, the neon signs at the beginning. You know, the part where they were being ridiculed because they were from Korea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part there. So um, there are some uh, extras on the Blu-ray, uh, but they're really bad extras, right? Well, it's them being interviewed. Seems like they're in a hotel room or something. Um, Like a press meeting thing. You know, one of those press jaunt things, whatever they are. Junket. Yeah, that's what it felt like. They're not saying anything. No, I mean, they're speaking, but they're not saying anything. It's like... like, They're saying this one has a whole new atmosphere and then the other one and... This uh, one was kind of had more action and it was yeah. fun to shoot. Sadly, you, that's kind of what it amounted to. Yeah, it was very, very like asking somebody a question and them giving you the most like boring answer that you could possibly. Correct. It almost like they'd said that they'd been interviewed 500 times before that one interview. <laughs> yeah. In that same room. <laughs> and they're like, just tell them the same shit and they'll get so, out of here. So those extras aren't great. Um, I mean, it's got the uh, those interviews and it's got the trailer. But I don't really say the trailer is an extra once you've bought the movie. It's not, is it? No. Um, IMDb reviews. You explain those and I'll look them up. Mm, those are reviews on IMDb. And sometimes they give them one star. And you like to look and see if you agree or disagree with the people. You often disagree. I definitely wouldn't give this personally. It's not a one-star movie, but these people think it is, right? (laughs) This guy says, I've come back here to lower my rating. I lowered it from a three down to a one. It's the worst movie ever by a wide margin. Ever. Terrible acting, terrible story, terrible CG, terrible everything. I love the first film, but hate the second. Give me back 94 minutes of my life. Oh my gosh. Gosh, damn it. That's, that's what he says at the end. Gosh, oh, I say, damn it. Well, get over it. This guy says, it's totally different from Train to Busan. The worst part is the plot, which looks like anybody writ, writ it up. Writ it up. Hmm. No firm structure. Feels like watching a racing shooting movie scene with zombie human. It seems unrelated to the structure of Train and the movie. Just try to get people's attention. Train to Busan, not worth the time watching it. I think that was somebody. I mean, they made an effort to, you know, put all their thoughts out there. I appreciate that. This movie has nothing to do with the original. Avoid. That's a good one. Always a good one. (laughs) Um, I I took the bullet for everyone. Don't don't go watch it. Don't watch it. I suffered for you. That's what that sounds like. This uh, movie had none of the positive human elements of Train to Busan. This was a sad, blue-tinted attempt at Mad Max Fury Road. 
The plot and character motivations made no sense. The script was terrible, especially the English-speaking people. The English-speaking actors felt like they were in a high school stage play. The Korean actors trying to speak Cantonese were even worse. Good lord, the Cantonese dialogue was atrocious. All the night scenes were clearly shot in bright lighting and then edited to be darker. The highlights and shadows were too sharp and odd angles ruined the whole film. The CG of the zombies and vehicles was overdone and not believable. The attempted emotional scenes were embarrassing because the characters were not compelling. Overall, it was frustrating and I did not enjoy it at all. Goodness, this is very involved. I got bored of it halfway through, <laughs> so I sang it instead. I didn't want to say I was bored of listening to you do it, but yeah, I, I feel you. This guy says, finally, the worst movie I've ever seen in the history of movies. What the hell was that very bad movie? Doesn't make any sense. No punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's favorite, The Rambler. Yeah. So um, in conclusion, I'm going to give this movie, um, I'll give it a six out of ten. Okay, I think that's fair. It, I might push closer to seven just because I do like the topic and I feel like they did so much. I mean... And I do love the zombie concept. They've stuck well with their running, climbing, jumping, like crazed zombie that just putting Daryl on a motorcycle going two miles an hour, playing loud music ahead of them, bad plan, by the way, they're not just going to ramble along. They're going to freaking chase you down and, like, kill you. So Yeah, you better I be like good. That. You better yeah. be good with a gun in this movie. Yeah, and I do appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the best part of the movie, actually, the zombies. Because mm-hmm. they feel intense and you feel like you're actually going to get killed. Oh, yeah. You're not, I'm not interested in hanging around for those guys. I did like the, um, you know, the, like... Stairs with the glass window. Yep, that was that pretty part creepy. was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are some cool visuals in this, no doubt. It's just some of it is, um, you know, a bit wonky. Yeah. So, um, thanks to Wellgo USA for letting us review the movie. Um, movie recommendations. I'm going with on the same tone of this movie. I'm going with Girl with All the Gifts. Ooh. I think that's an excellent Dang. zombie movie. You upped the ante there. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I don't know if a lot of people have seen it, but uh, Girl With All The Gifts, it's from a few years ago. It's British, right? British mm-hmm. movie. Um, just a really cool zombie movie. And my other one would be uh, Parasite, the winner of the uh, Academy Award, right? This year. Um, it's not a zombie movie. It's a Korean movie, but it's a really cool movie. It is. It's yeah. intense. Yeah, and um, the we've reviewed it if you want to go and listen to our review. But the least you know about it, the better it is. Because mm-hmm. we knew nothing, right? We just sat and watched it. Absolutely nothing. And yours are? Uh, mine are... Let me get over to that because I'm not looking at it because I'm playing The Sims. <clears throat> if you want to envision us, we're not like sitting here staring at each other like other little... Amateur podcast people. No, 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 no. We've moved past the need to sit across from each other doing nothing else. I am... I'm doing nothing else. (laughs) I'm just looking at... Well, then you need to catch up with me and my professional podcasting abilities for multitasking. I am chatting with someone, playing The Sims, and talking to you. My recommendations are two movies that I have watched. I might have recommended one of them before. One from Hong Kong called The Midnight After... 
And it was one of those I was on a Halloween kick and just picking whatever movies was recommended on Netflix or whatnot. And it's very, it's really cool. It's like these people are on a bus. One person gets off and the same group of people are on. And at the next stop, when they look around, there's no one left in the whole city. Like everyone's just disappeared, which is not, you know, it's also the theme of the other movie that I'm going to recommend, but, uh, it's really good. It's interesting. It's got that group dynamic, you know, you got the thug and the whiny and the lovebirds and the person who can solve everything. And the person who's just afraid of everything, you know, it's one of those ensemble things and probably a little social commentary, throw it in there as well, but it's called the midnight after, and you will have to watch subtitles probably. And the other one's called Boca or bouquet or Boca, however you say it, it's the blur in the background of photographs, B-O-K-E-H, and it is, I believe, Norwegian or Switzerland, now that I can't remember one of those. Similar. Well, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, oh, no, 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 let me go back. Anyway, it's about a couple who wake up, and again, everyone's gone. Everyone in the whole world. There is nothing. Um, There's nobody. And so it's just them kind of rambling around trying to figure out. Oh, it's an American couple that have gone to Iceland. Well, you were completely wrong. I was completely wrong. Well, I mean, they're in Iceland, so that's where I got the confused. But it's called Boke, B-O-K-E-H. And it's kind of interesting. It gets a little bit like I'm like, ugh, eye-rolly about some of the concept, but... uh, it's fascinating. I like the concept of waking up and everyone's gone. Just like Last Man on Earth, we watched that's a comedy on TV, no longer on TV, but um, just you alone in the world. Uh, what do you what do you do? You know. So I like those. Like the other one as well with Will Smith. With Will Smith, he's just on his own in New York City. I don't know that one. Yeah, you do. Do I? Yeah, that movie we watched. Will Smith, he's on his oh, own. Oh, Will Smith, I am legion. I am legend. I am legend. He's not yeah. alone, though. There's other people. Well, you think he's alone at first. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, spoiler. Um, uh, spoilers, yeah. Spoilers spoiler for a 15-year-old tw- movie. <laughs> probably. 20-year-old movie. All right. So, um, Ace Cully stuff. I've been playing some more Spider-Man Miles Morales. I would say... If you like the original Spider-Man, you'll like this one. It really feels like an expansion to that one. It doesn't feel like a totally full new game. Because um, you're in this, like I said last week, you're in the same city. It's the same kind of missions, but the story's different. So if you like the story of the first Spider-Man, this is more of that. Uh, game Pass this week added, um, you remember this game, Sid Talk, uh, Tetris Effect. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I it remember was, it. Yeah. I think my husband's obsessed with it. It was only on the PS4 back in the day when it mm-hmm. came out. Um, now it's on the PC as well. And uh, Game Pass over on the PC Xbox Sorry, side. <laughs> they um, brought it to Game Pass for free. You know, if you're a subscriber to Game Pass, you can play it. Now, it's not just the original Tetris Effect. It's actually called Tetris Effect Connected. And it now features a whole multiplayer mode where you can play a battle Tetris against another person. You just randomly pick and you you try and get your rank higher by beating different people. 
But there's also, and this is my favorite mode, three of you, you, it choose, you know, it's you and two of your friends or two random people online. You go up against a boss, and the boss is a, a CPU player of Tetris. Starts off with an easy one, and then there's a medium, and then there's a hard, and then there's a very hard. And he plays, he, he's got one board that he's playing, is the computer, and you three have to play together to try and take down the boss. And when you get Tetris's, it pushes his board up. So you've got to try and knock him off the top of the board. And it's really fun. It's like fun working together because you've, you three playing together have a giant Tetris board where you're all having to go, okay, I'll put one here, you put one there, and you take it in turns putting the blocks in. So you've got to kind of anticipate what the people are doing. No, thank you. Oh, it's really cool. And I know, I, but no, thank you. Um, the best thing about uh, Tetris Effect is, you know, the the campaign mode, which is all the different skins working through it. It's so cool, right? The soundtrack's really cool. It looks awesome, doesn't it? You you even mm-hmm. like it. Love it. Well, I've never finished it. I could never get that final level on the PS4. I just can't. I tried it. It's like nine, you've got to get 90 lines in a row, and it's the last 30 of those lines... The Tetris game is at speed 10, which is the fastest it will go. So basically, like, blocks just appear, and then they're at the bottom almost immediately. And I've never been able to finish it. But for some reason yesterday, I was in some kind of Tetris zone. (laughs) You were. I finished not only the campaign. I went in and did all the modes. Like, the um, there's this, you know, singular modes that you can do as well. And I got A rank in every one of them. So... Something this week I was actually connected to Tetris. So it's Tetris Effect Connected. If you own Game Pass, which I don't know why you wouldn't, it's like a dollar a month. <laughs> um, it's free, and now you can just download it and play it. And the other thing I wanted to mention is not a game, but I just wanted to mention is uh, The Mandalorian's been on again, the season two, for the last four weeks. And uh, I just love it. Do you love it? It is really good, yes. I do love it. I love I love just getting letting it be. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. Just, uh, just settle in, you get it started and then I'm just I'm totally entranced by the surroundings and the story and I it's just really, think it's cool. It's got a bit of everything. It's funny. It's fun. It's a little too funny sometimes. Be I kind of like I liked it this week where he was trying to yeah. He pushed baby Yoda into like a hole in the ship to go and fix some electrical work because he couldn't fit in there. And he's he's trying to explain to him about the wires. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that was really good. And I also liked um, baby Yoda wanted some cookies and the, the, the kid in the class wouldn't give him the cookies. So <laughs> yeah. he used his force powers to grab the cookie. <laughs> I mean, there's stuff like that, which is like kids can watch this, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and it's really fun and cute. But then there's also like cool ass Star Wars stuff that is almost like it's well not almost it's the movies right it's like an episode of a movie it's like a movie every week they did a chase this week on speeder bikes in tie fighters yeah it was through really a good yeah that's like it's like there's no it's not lower quality than anything you've seen in the movies it's the same so that's what always impresses me every week I'm like Oh, you know, it's a TV show. They probably can't do what they do in the movies. No, they just do what they do in the movies. There's no... I don't feel like there's any compromise with the show. It's just... We're going to make a... 
how the movies look and you're going to... There's nothing, is there? I can't even point to one thing where I'm like... No. This is... I feel like this part was done on the cheap because it doesn't feel like that. It probably costs a gazillion dollars to make it. (laughs) That's probably why it's like feels short sometimes because if I have have an issue, like sometimes it's 29 minutes long and I don't feel like that's enough. I'm like... You're a little greedy. It's over. Like, um, I was really into that. It's cool. But yeah, it's really cool. This... I'm even more into this season than I was last season. And last season was amazing too. So I love it. I love uh, we Baby know. Yoda. We know. We've, we guessed. Baby Yoda's <laughs> pretty cool. He's so cute. It's the cutest thing ever. I think. Eating, eating other people's offspring. Yeah, super cute. All right. So um, what's for dinner? What do you want? I want the uh, Impossible Whopper from Burger King. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> Easy. Easy peasy. And what is your advice? And then we'll piss off. My advice is that I don't know. I don't even know how to define advice anymore. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying it is okay to feel like hopeless. I know that sounds really weird. So let me finish. When you feel hopeless, like, oh my, like, just overwhelmed with, like, what is the fucking point of anything, right? What is the point of anything? There's no reason to try or to have meaningful this or look for the future or whatever. You just feel like the whole world and everything close to you and far away from you is just, what's the point, right? And you lose what you think is you're losing hope. But really what you're doing is... Because you know how you want it to be. You know how you want to feel. You've had it before. You want it again. You know there's goodness in the world. You know there's a good thing that can happen tomorrow or in five minutes from now. You know it. You don't have to have faith in anything or believe in anything. No offense to everyone. But you know from the experiences of your life that another good feeling, another good thing you can do or someone will do for you or you can accomplish will happen. This is why you feel hopeless, right? Because right now you don't have that, but you know you will. You know you can. So it's kind of like you always have hope. That's what hope is. Sometimes it's just all the shit gets between you and there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of stuff that falls in the crack there between you and that feeling of like, okay, okay, I can get through today because I did this thing or this person called me or I talked to that friend or I accomplished that goal or I talked to my kids or I hugged my husband and it felt good. It doesn't always feel good every single time. All those things don't, but it will just because it will. That's just the numbers are in your favor. <laughs> if the universe is ruled by numbers, I'm not sure if that's true. Some people believe it. They're in your favor. You've had it before. You'll have it again. And the reason you feel so shitty is because you know it's going to happen. You just want it to happen right this second, and it might not. Right? So it's very desperate to feel like you're kind of drowning in sorrow or you, I'm useless, everything's pointless, whatever. Whatever you've got to grab to get that little feeling of hope back, go for it, as long as it's not harming someone else. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> is that it that's it <laughs> well, well done truncated all right so um if you want to catch this podcast you can go to ascully.com twitter facebook instagram we're on there 
We're on Google Play Store, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, RSS feed. Just go to ascully.com, click on the word podcast. You can subscribe in actually anything. Anything that accepts. <laughs> anything at all. They, e- they were all we're on everything. Email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She, mm. she doesn't want your shit. I mean, that's true, but... And, um, lastly, stay classy. The zombies from Train to Bazon presents Peninsula. Classy zombies that like to run. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) They've done the cardio. No kidding. And I'm going to say, think for yourself or someone will do it for you.